This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. live uh, 2016 SEMA podcast with our normal crew, and we are doing a Facebook Live video at the same time. Hello, everybody. Hey. This is very uncomfortable. So we'll do our, uh, our round robin of, of who's who to my left. Mr. Dylan, introduce yourself, please. Hello. Can you talk into the microphone? This is Dylan. Hi. Hi. Very you? sexy. From Rupez. You know him. <laughs> to his left, Jason Rose from Rupez. Say hello. Hi, Jason Rose. Rupez. Oh, that was very fascinating. Thank you. Yes. Derek Bemis. Say hi, hi Derek Bemis. Hi, Derek Bemis. Oh, my goodness. Good morning. And then, of course, we have Stoops, and I promise not to call him Stoopaloops on the podcast. Yeah. I, pro- I would already. not call him You Stoop-a-loops. did a good job with I that. Did a good job. You did it. Thank you. Michael Stoops already. from McGuire's. Hello, sir. Good Thank to be here, buddy. How are you? Yes. I and like then, of course, are you guys sharing a microphone? Yes. Oh, I just realized that. All right. <laughs> hey, look at that. Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown. Downtown Julie Brown. The giver. It's me. Excellent. Nobody could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, SEMA 2016, let's start off. What are your impressions? Uh, bigger, smaller, better, worse? You know, what do you think? Oh, lots of people. Way more people. Lots more of people. people. Attendance is way up. Yeah, yeah attendance yeah. is. Is that an actual fact or is it a feeling? It is a fact. It's, yeah, that's yes. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of cars. Uh, I see less BRZs, which is very exciting to me. That's fantastic. Like two years ago, it's like every car is a BRZ. Now, I think yeah. the go-to car is the uh, Ford Mustang GT350. Absolutely. Which, mm. from what I'm understanding, is ridiculously awesome, and I would love to get one of those. Shout out to Matt Mormon. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, very cool. And, yeah, and we're doing a there's a live. There's a live within a live within a live within oh, a right. podcast. Can you show it on the live? On the this, live? Is, uh, this, this is the live live. Oh, oh no, the camera will explode if you don't yeah. cross the streams. This is true. Better the better <laughs> don't cross the streams. <laughs> Lots of people do just the live, but we're doing the live live. This is true. I like to take things one step too far. Somebody please get your phone out and do a live broadcast of oh. this live broadcast of this live broadcast. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let me ask you quickly, Derek. What? How many cars have you done? Uh, What's the story? Headcount today would be close to 50. We did... Uh, 50 in general or 50 today? Oh, I'm sorry. No. For the show... 50 cars. Oh, yeah, my so goodness gracious. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, we're in the Ford booth. It was a light year. Every year. Every year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not that much going on this year for you, apparently. <laughs> what are you doing with all your spare time? <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you do after lunch? I know, right? <laughs> Hanging then, out with you boys. <laughs> and what about the Rupes gentlemen? What's, uh, what's new and exciting? We're I know last year was the Nano. Last year's the Nano. The Nano's still... You guys still have the Nano? Yeah, it's still here. You still here. selling machines? We're, gi- we're giving another hit on the Nano. The Nano. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. A lot of body shop stuff. So uh, the Any more keychains, anything? Is this a big release, keychain release? There's a Nano USB drive. Yeah. Oh, my oh. goodness. Oh. Italian people. We're so crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> There's now a rush going on at the booth, people trying to get Nano keychains or uh, USB drives. 
And what about uh, Meguiar's? What's going on in that in that world? Well, we uh, we use SEMA to introduce all of our new consumer products because the, the retail they've got their store shelf resets they have to do. There's a timing issue with that, so we're not showing anything new for uh, Pro here at SEMA, but we've got some new stuff that'll be coming out through the course of 2017. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, my, my voice is almost—it's actually better now than when I tried to order at Starbucks this morning, and nothing came out but a squeak. Um, so I think exercising is bringing it back a bit. I've been talking nonstop for two days because it's been so crazy busy in there. Ricola, Ricky, I'm not going to sing your Ricola commercial either. Though, Jason. I appreciate the offer for those. That's great. For all of you who have a life and didn't see the McGuire's video with Michael Stoops in it, you must do it uh, before your life ends because it is absolutely amazing. Which, which video is that? I, I would just happen to be on Facebook or something, whatever you're in your life. And you're like washing the car, and you're like in a in a shed or something. Or oh, that's the TV commercial. Paper Jack with the with the Ford F one fifty that shakes itself. I'm looking at him like, soaking wet. what is going on right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, wow, cool. it's shiny. <laughs> Look at that. There's one and a half seconds of screen time of me wiping all the water off my face, and that was 15 minutes of some dude hosing me down with a garden hose and a fireman's nozzle. Oh, on how, the do you, end. how do you sign up for that? You, uh, no, you sure man, that was the commercial, or was that a different kind of? That was. That's called the dream. Oh yeah, that was a in Hollywood. Yeah, that's, that's for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. You can edit that out of this live broadcast. Right? Yeah, that. Uh, really. Now I'm going to yeah, do my okay. best to make Kevin Brown uncomfortable. How are you, Kevin Brown? Talk into the microphone. I'm doing What's well. new and exciting? Nothing. Nothing. Just shove Mike aside. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you in love with your new Rufaz polisher that you have with your uh, logo on it? I do. I have a custom painted. Yeah. What's interesting about yours is it's actually in the booth. Oh, is yours, is now too. yours is now, too. It's, it's in the booth. You know why? Because yours I brought it too. myself. Oh, mine is Larry's is finally in the booth. Oh, thank <laughs> you. We just put it this morning. This though. morning, yeah. <laughs> it's been sitting in a box in a FedEx truck circling SEMA for the last 36 hours or whatever. <laughs> thank you, FedEx. That's a tough place That's to courtesy find. Courtesy of Jason Rose, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Jason Rose. <laughs> I don't own FedEx. Well, don't. you're never allowed to do shipping and logistics again. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, so let's get into some topics here. And the first topic I am going to get into, and I'm going to grab that camera uh, in a second, and I wanted to uh, open discussion. Uh, you know, I get serious. I get a lot of uh, emails and a lot of questions uh, about some of the detailing myths, and I think uh, you guys can ponder what, what yours are, but I'll throw the first one out, which is, you know, a lot of people uh, email me and say, hey, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, I have a project, ABC car, it doesn't matter. And I'm polishing it. Uh, first of all, they're using the word polish in compound interchange. Of, you know, that's kind of frustrating because I don't really know if they're polishing or they're compounding. But putting that to, a, to the side, yeah, yeah. I'm polishing a car, and it's not working. So I'm going to change products and, and, and try something else. And logically speaking, that sort of makes sense because something's not working. You want to change it. But typically, the culprit of the change is the product itself and not the technique or the thought process or... 50 other variables. Sure, so I think sure. that's probably, that's where I'll put it up on a tee and anybody can take it from there. But I think that's probably at least the biggest one that I see in writing, blaming a product. Well, maybe it is the fault of the product. I don't know. But m most likely, I'm sure Kevin can speak to that, it's probably not. It's probably a technique thing or a pad thing or whatever, something else. So anyways. It seems to be the quickest path to a conclusion is the, you know, the compound or polish that the technician's using or the car enthusiast is using it's you know it seems to be the easiest go-to for oh that it didn't i didn't get the result i wanted because of that product yeah. but uh blame the product it's easier the product they don't of, talk back so you blame them and <laughs> they can't argue but there's actually tons of other variables involved to get a result on paint so i mean there's 10 aren't there 
<laughs> approximately, <laughs> approximately <laughs> ten. Yeah. Yeah. So say everything again. I didn't hear it. No. I'm just <laughs> so that, that question for paint, Larry. Uh, typically, it's for paint. Get closer to the microphone. Uh, typically, it's for paint. Well, that question was on paint. So I, I'd love to hear the Kevin Brownism on that. Go ahead. Procedure, procedure, procedure. There, yes, that's your mantra. Yeah, I think that the way to prove that out is to get a hold of a, a staple product, a, a product that's readily available. It's been around for a number of years, a lot of success, and use that to determine if it's your procedure or how to adjust your procedure. Yeah, I think if you start adding more variables into the um, into the job that you're doing, it just adds more variables. You can't really uh, – you're sort of chasing your tail. If you change the product, you change the pad, you change – it's all right. It's live. They're fine. Hello. You're <laughs> trying to art direct well, at the same time. This might be uh, multitasking uh, potentially here. Well, I don't think they want to see the ceiling of the seam all. <laughs> yeah, that's what the ceiling looks like. That's what. Uh, am I using this properly? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's 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 another idea: is that is it always the product, or is that just what people are saying? Because if you know if you're just working on oxidation or if it's contaminants, if you want if you want to know how to fix that, you got to know what you're dealing with first. So, using the right product is key. Yeah. But knowing which one that is through education. Then you wouldn't have to blame the product anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Selecting that, the product's important. Yeah, I, well, I think it's a, a combination of multiple things. When you have too many options, you start thinking about too many other different things. So I think if you, if you narrow it down, like Kevin's saying, to a couple ones that you've used before, <coughs> typically, uh, again, I, well, you guys speak to this, but two or three or four of the products in the industry can probably get ninety nine percent of the jobs done in sure. one way or the yeah, other. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. Sure, you know, and yeah. a couple, two or three or four of the pads in the industry can get ninety nine. You know what I mean? Right. When you start adding exponentially, I think it goes uh, a bit haywire from there at the very least. But oh, there's the dude from Duck Dynasty. Hey, there you go. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, Richard Petty or somebody's <laughs> over there. <laughs> that didn't work. I don't even know. I can't even see that. Look, yeah, you see the dude with the beard. Oh yeah, no, that's him. Very you mean cool. me, right? What? You met me, right? I met you. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude with the beard. <laughs> oh, look. Here I am. Dylan's cousin's right back there. <laughs> the American flag I've got shirt. a lot of beard envy, and his outfit is much nicer than mine. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that, that's all you guys have? You guys are... No, I think uh, there's, there's, I think a, there's, a, there's a couple say. of other things here, too. I mean, right, we're always stressing doing a test spot before you... Because, I mean, let's face it, not every compounder polish is going to work equally well on every single paint system. There's so many variables there. But, I mean, I've even talked to guys that have complained about a product seeming like it worked great to start and now it's not working so great as they're working around the car. And it's not that the panels have been repainted and they've got different paint that they're hitting on. It's not that issue. Kevin talks so heavily about residue management. And I've seen guys get, especially working with a DA, they get a pad so loaded up with product because they're not cleaning it regularly that that pad has gained so much weight that the tool can no longer overcome that and they're starting to lose spin because the pad weighs so much because it's loaded with product. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't blame the product for a complete user error situation. Yeah, I and, think and a lot of times, and I'm not saying it's always user error. I'm not saying that it's just, you know, people doing dumb things. But, you know, to Jason's point, too, there's so many variables, and those variables can change as you're working, especially if you're not keeping your pad clean. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. I do think there's a, there's a minimum, uh, meaning, for instance, if you're using, and we can probably say this if whatever, but if you're using a quarter cable with like a pad from the 1922 they don't need to look at me from 1922 <laughs> you're not going to be able to you just it's just not 
I feel like there is a minimum floor. So if you met, remember the days when you're using the one that came in the stupid box or Wax whatever? Wax Cola, baby. Yeah, yeah, you're probably not going to – yeah, it's probably the machine at that point. <laughs> right. like, there's some sort of level. So I think if you meet that minimum level, whatever that might be, I do think it's anything that has a relatively decent throw or, you know, there's a plethora of machines right. out there that can do that. But anything beneath that uh, – and I hate naming names, but in the PC world, you know, we I think we can all say without any – controversy that that's probably better as a doorstop than an actual <laughs> car <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but I mean, I mean right? Like, uh, all right, I'm on my own. Thank you. It's actually it. what I'm using mine for right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just old. It was wonderful at the time, but it's it's just old. No, and I, it, it, more and more I'm kind of shocked. We have a lot of people in detailing that are really good critical thinkers except for when it comes to troubleshooting a problem they can they can solve how to fix a car very easily but then you talk to them and they oh this isn't working clean your pad no okay try clean the bed reset the variables as much as you can pull the pad off get another pad if you only have one pad then you're not taking this very seriously anyways but remove as many of the variables from the equation as you can isolate that one thing that you think is wrong then try again if the results are the same, then maybe it is the thing. But oh, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. But go back to your like your garage guys. You know they're not going to have an arsenal of, of pads and mm-hmm. products to choose from. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the com- companies that I know of for sure have a call center that you can actually yeah. call, ask yeah. them about their product. I don't know which company that might be. I, I might be wearing. Ammo. I might be wearing yeah, that shirt. Ammo. Oh wait, we're all we're, three of us are wearing that shirt. No, no, but starts with an M, M, ends with an S. Yeah, that would be uh, the other Barry McGuire's little shop. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> but that's always a great source. Shameless for questions. Plugs. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 to tie in with with what you just said and what what Dylan said earlier, what, isolating the variables. And you say like the garage guys don't have a huge arsenal, but they may have a selection. Right. And a lot of guys have this tendency to go in and they'll swap compound and pad at the same time. Yeah. And, and you, too many yeah, variables. Too, you can't you isolate change, what's happening. you got to yeah. stick to one. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. If you and, change both things at once. Yeah, and a lot of people do that. And they just get lost. And then they get in this never-ending spiral and they'll yeah, never figure it out. down and down the rabbit hole yeah. you go where you're changing exactly. things and don't know, yeah. have any idea what the impact was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So an, a question just popped up here. This is why you know, we're starting to get into our, uh, a little bit of our flow or whatever. So what would you say, and try to be as brand neutral as possible, but obviously I understand where we are. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Rupus, what, yeah. <laughs> what would be that Rupus? What would be that uh, Rupus? <laughs> I didn't even ask the question. Um, what would be the base for somebody who's trying uh, to either, I'm trying to word this question right. I want to use first the garage guy, the driveway guy. Yeah, driveway guy. Then drill. we'll go to the, the, the guy who wants to try to make a living or, or, or at least make some extra money. What would be the base product? Remember I talked about, hey, there's a minimum you know, you're not going to start off uh, polishing clear coat by hand. Yeah. Like, there's there's some assumed minimums. Mm-hmm. What would you say? What's the next step above that minimum? Do you need to have the the nano? I love you guys, but no, not everybody needs to have the nano as their no. first polisher. No, right? no, no. that's a fair yeah. statement. Yeah, no, right? we wouldn't recommend that. So, either. what would you say? Like, all right, bare minimum, like clay. I'm, I'm going to sure. throw one out. Got to have clay. Okay, so clay, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I was, was going to say that, and then maybe some microfiber towels. A, a couple. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm Poking all of you, I people. would. So I would definitely. Great. I mean, the, at a bare bones minimum, I would recommend for even driveway Joe, you gotta have three, four pads of. If you're gonna have a cutting pad and a finishing pad, let's say you're gonna right. isolate it to a two step, and you're gonna do very basic stuff. 
three or four pads is a reasonable amount. It's not a, a ton of cost for anybody to invest in that many. You've got one you can be actively using. You've got a couple you can cycle out for. If one's dirty and you haven't cleaned it, you've got extras. Um, it seems to be the most overlooked thing. People think you buy one bottle of compound and one pad. No, you're going to need more than one to get through this entire car at a minimum. Right. But what happens if that pad wears out? And you're, okay, I'm going to order one online and wait for it to show up. So I would say pads. I mean, stock up on pads, even if you're a So let's break it down even more. Let's say... At least a couple of foam pads and at least a couple of microfiber, microfiber pads. cutting pads. Or yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's fair. In terms of product, I'm going to go out on a limb and say some type of polish and some type of compound. Yeah. yeah. You need a cutter and a finisher. A cutter and a finisher. I would stay clear of, I'm not a huge fan of glazes and all this other crap that kind of fills stuff in because like, I feel like if you're going to do surgery, you might as well just do the surgery as opposed to put makeup on it. Are we talking only paint correction? Right now we're talking paint correction, yeah. and then we can go into other things. But I know this, people are going to be like, okay, fine, Larry, you, you brought up the point that let's not change too many, let's not make too many variables. I think we've you know, beat a dead horse with that one. Yeah. But what is, what is the minimum? Okay, fine. Like, but then what are the, the minimum things that you do need that uh, don't allow me to have 50 different things to try and my brain explodes as to right. which one to try? Yeah. Well, if we're sticking with garage guy or yeah. Yeah, yeah, right drive now garage Joe. guy because I'd like to touch the, I, the, the pro. My opinion? A, cleaner, a good cleaner wax yeah. is a great all-around product to have in everyone's Describe arsenal. what a cleaner wax is in for the layperson. So a wax that contains... And Mike Stoops. A, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A, a wax that will you know, protect the surface but also do a minimal amount of cleaning as well. You know, some abrasive in it. Yeah. Oh, good. And it does, does that need to be done with the machine? Let me explain. Let me pose it. Uh, put it something up on a tee and then somebody please knock it out of the park. You know, brand slam with it. If a car has clear coat, can you polish it by hand? Well, you got to have a machine, obviously. Why no, do you if, have you, have a if you have clear coat, you don't have to wax it for the life of the car, oh, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I hear. That's pretty much it, right? Well, or if you're black coating, you're fine. So, oh, <laughs> Forever. Boy. That's going to really be our next conversation. Are we really <laughs> going there? He's the one that's been spreading that room. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. well, he's been around the longest, so. <laughs> Somebody answer the question for crying out loud. Well, time to retire. Well, it, you, you need, I mean, well, if you're a machine polishing and you're talking about machine pads, you have to have. the clear Explain the uh, single stage versus uh. clear coat. So we have two options. You can do things by hand. So here's the question. I'll reword this. I get emails that say, hey, I can't afford a sweet Ferrari Rupes polisher. I can't afford uh, a not-so-sweet uh, PC or whatever, yeah. a lower-tier brand. Uh, but I'm just going to do it by hand because it's cheaper. And I want to I want to feel the car. I want to be close to the bond, you know, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So answer that question for me because I know how I write it, but I'd like to hear somebody else write it. So I just put that on a T. Swing away, please. Well, I think I, – can I take this? Go for it. Okay. So there would be two answers I generally give. If somebody enjoys, you know, massaging their car with their sure. hands and all that, then I would say go for it because that's part of a therapy, part of the, what they enjoy. And I don't want to take that away from anybody, but – there is a reality that there are technology and tools now that can multiply that motion of a hand application and do that job better and faster. I, I think I would say that, I mean, you can do all that, but you'd have to do it with things that don't have abrasives in it, unless I'm, I mean, you guys are the... Uh, oh, sure you can. You can hand rub, rub stuff with abrasives, but it's just going to, you're talking about taking longer. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was very inconsistent as far as I was concerned. There, there's also a, a technique issue yeah. that a lot of people don't think about when you're working uh, hand application with compounds mm-hmm. on clear coat. Clear coats tend to be a fair bit harder than old single-stage lockers and whatnot, but they also tend to be more scratch-sensitive in that, a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I've seen a lot of, you know, when you're grabbing a little 
foam wax applicator pad. You're working a compound with that. It's real easy to get pressure points with your fingertips. It's just like wet sand. You're and, like wet and, sanding in a different. Yeah, and you get yeah, these you know this horrible like cheetah spot looking thing on a black paint with clear coat, and you can very easily make that paint look way worse yeah. working by hand than right. it was when you started. So, and so you're not trade that issue with the DA. The trade off it doesn't make sense to me. If you want to rub down, like you were saying before, you want to rub the car because you love it, blah blah blah. Totally get it. You yeah. can wax it until. Yeah, your arms fall off. Yeah, and, and there's no problem. And they will fall off. And they yeah. will. Well, yes, <laughs> I, I prefer not to put wax on. With not Kevin. That's just me. But uh, yeah, I'm saying abrasive wise, I think there's too many. Okay, let's say you, you potentially in some weird instance you could do it. It is possible in some whatever car. Oh yeah, we can actually do. It. I, I don't think that it's worth the effort to be so inconsistent without using a machine. Maybe I'm just a crazy person. Like that's a crazy waste of well, time. Well, there are there are, I think there are cuz with the latest technology and abrasives that you can actually get pretty effective hand hand rubbing. The question is how much time and effort physically do you want to put into it? I mean, and that's the big set question. the re- set the expectation for the result. Yeah. yeah. The technology level, can handle it. I mean, yeah, exactly. with our fine, you know, nano size, you know, non-diminishing micro abrasives, yeah. they yeah. they you can hand rub. And you would need a different abrasive than one with a machine. Uh, no, they actually lend themselves well for hand and machine application. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you could, you could, theoretically, you could do it with both, but I, really, I think it strongly comes down to that technique issue by hand. I think it's easier to mess it up by hand than it is with a good dual. Oh, no question. I no question. No question. I think it's yep. so much, uh, the, the chance is so much greater that I think that it's insane to take that risk, yeah, personally. Well, you're never going to replicate that consistent pattern. You no. can't. But I'm yeah, dying to hear what Kevin Brown has to say. I'm, I'm I'm listening. I'm in agreement with most of it. You can get, uh, you can get a similar result by hand. It just takes a lot longer. Yeah. 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 yeah how many? Uh, what's your OPM speed? What's your top speed? <laughs> if I set Kevin Brown at speed three, what do I get? If <laughs> <laughs> you're charging by the hour, he's only one speed tool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess transfer that to the pro. My phone's ringing. It's Roger Garbo. Never mind. You don't know who that is. No. Huh. Um, Tell him we're busy. Yeah, we are. Busy. He wants to talk to you about your live Facebook podcast going to. He probably does. You know Stop it. I'm guessing, but you guys aren't really that interested in the comments, are you? I guess we're not looking. at You oh, got comments on this thing? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning. Relax, everybody. Um, what the heck was I asking? Oh yeah, up for a pro. So okay, we basically hit a little bit of the, uh, the DIY person. Yeah. What about the pro? What would the pro need? That's a little bit more. I would imagine nice machine if you're going to make some money on it go ahead i don't think there's a big difference you i don't think, think so i think that the pro, one of the biggest issues with pros are they have too many options and they rely on the next big product the next new pad instead of focusing on procedure 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 so if i can teach a guy on the phone that's an enthusiast that's been polishing for 30 mm-hmm. years by hand get him any basic machine and get an exceptional result with one liquid and two different pads, why does a professional need 10 pads and 10 liquids? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Same Excellent philosophy. Point. You can minimize your options. You'll maximize your efficiency, and and you'll be more capable of getting to the end satisfactory result a lot quicker by just changing the quantity of product, the pressure placed against the pad, the machine speed. You, you drop your variables so much you have no choice but to make that work and right. usually it works right yeah because i've seen you like cut a car with with 205 yeah. which is yeah. a polish and i'm like holy crap he's cutting it like harder than with mm. a 
you know, regular hard getting better my brain, I, I can't even understand what he's doing, but the point of the story is you can basically take anything and make it work. Why, why just keep adding more things to make it more confusing? Just m- figure out how to make that one work if it's a solid product that's been around for 800 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, in the last couple of months with phone uh, dialogue on the phone about polishing, it's been to get the guys to do one single one-way pass, stop, wipe the panel, inspect it. Did it get better or worse? Then we make an adjustment. And most of the guys find out, wow, I was long cycling. I was doing six back-and-forth passes. Exactly, I blew yeah. right past Yeah. This, you know, the third pass, it was perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, agree, totally we agree. A, we had a guy. Keep it simple. A year or so ago that came in, and this I, I know this is more of a, a consumer thing, but I think it's the same trap that a lot of pros fall into. Uh, he took our, our regular Saturday class, went out and bought the buffer, bought the compound polish wax, bought the cutting, polishing, and finishing pads. Then he came to one of our Thursday night garages, and he, he brought his own car, and he said, I want to make sure that I dial in my technique on this car. So I did a spot on the trunk of this black Audi, um, with the products that he had brought in, and it worked great. He said, okay, now I want you to do is emulate what I just did. And then I went over to help somebody else, and this guy's working, and I come back over, and he's struggling to get the same result that I got. And I showed him a couple of pointers. We tweaked his technique a little bit, and I let him go back at it. And I come back to him a few minutes later, and he's still struggling. And one of the guys comes over to me and says, why don't you just give him M100 and a microfiber cutting pad? And I said, in this case, that will just become a crutch for him. He hasn't fig- If I could do it, with what he had, anybody can do it. Yeah, It's just a technique issue. Just because I have more experience with the technique, he needs to develop that technique. And if we just go with something more aggressive all the time, what happens if two years from now he buys another car and it has harder paint? His technique is going to stink with more aggressive products, and he's still not going to be able to get it done. I mean, I think you make a good point that we keep talking about the variables. The car itself is a variable if you keep changing. Like, okay, fine. I figured sure. out the method. I figured out the technique. I know how it works on my Civic, whatever. Okay, Whew. we minimize it, and then we go to the Got next it. car, and everything just thrown out, and then you're like, oh crap, that's, that's another. You know, is it hard? Is it soft? Is it is it, is it brand new paint? Is it old? Is, you know, it's cracking. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that. Yeah, I think I think the smartest um, approach for a professional is to actually understand the variables and be able to adjust technique to that car, uh, because the only the only bad technique I can imagine, because I believe that there's a lot of good techniques. There's a lot of good adjustments you can do on procedure and get a great result but the only bad one i can think of is doing the same exact thing on every car all the time well, that, to me that, that's not isn't good. that the definition of insanity is what the, whatever the <laughs> is right do exactly. the same thing expect different results yeah. i mean it's the truth so go ahead yeah. oh, so i went into this local restaurant it had a big banner it said world's greatest hamburger so i thought yeah right i'm gonna go in there and try the world's greatest hamburger it was the world's worst hamburger you know, it, it had a tagline. We use 26 different spices. So oh. there's an example of you have a stove, which is your machine. You have meat, which is your vehicle. You need to learn to cook with, with adjusting the flame and maybe one or two different pans and salt and pepper. You don't need 26 spices. You spices. can't even make the hamburger right yet. <laughs> Cooking with yeah. Buff Daddy. I'm so <laughs> hungry right now. I mean, that, that <laughs> is, no, truthfully, mm, that smells good. This is when we start taking off because this makes sense to me. So now I'm going to ask this question based on the comment that he just made. And I wrote this down on the plane because I wanted to get it down perfectly. And I'd like each of you to, to answer this, if possible. If you had to train someone to detail and win Pebble Beach, it doesn't matter what it is. That's just the biggest one in the world. So if you had to train someone to win Pebble Beach in four weeks... 
what would you what would that training look like? Oh, yeah. What would that training look like? So I've created the parameters, time, the level that we're trying to reach. The reason I'm asking that, and I'll, t I'll let the cat out of the bag. The reason I'm asking that is I'm trying to understand the factor. This is just for me at this point. I'm trying to understand. This is like a question actually for me. What are the key factors? What are like the 10 or 15 or 20 things in like this literally 100 years of experience or whatever it is here that uh, you could impart on someone that you had to hyper train them in four weeks in this crazy scenario? Because by having this discussion, a lot of things poop out on the table and go like, oh, you know what? If I had known that, you know, and I know it's a little cliche. It's not coming out quite right, but do you get my question? Oh, yeah. I have to jam this information four weeks to make this person, you know, 99% there. You're never going to get that. Th you're not going to get his 30 years of experience. Voice. That's not going to happen. You have to actually go through the the battle. Yeah. But I, how do you shorten that gap? Go ahead. My, my first response would be kind of what Kevin always preaches is learn how to read the paint. It's always telling you something, but you've got to understand why you're getting this finish. So that's another step in education. But if you can teach someone how to read paint, I think it would eliminate a lot of the variables. Give an example. Give an example from the, le the from the left all the way to the right, whatever that is. Super soft or super whatever. Give me well, two so, extremes. So if you get super hazing, but you're you're using let's say a polish, quote unquote, like two hundred five, and you're using it with a polishing pad. The reason for that, in most cases, and you guys can all correct me if I'm wrong, is either one of possibly two things, super soft paint or way too much product. I mean, there are other variables, right? So you've got to figure out what that problem is. If it's what a, what is the it paint, paint is telling you based on is what you're saying. Yeah. What is the paint telling you? Are you shaking your head? You always make me nervous when you shake your head. Right. Doing something wrong. So, so from that point, if you're not becoming or coming up with the finish that you that you're expecting, you've got to change that variable. But if the paint's telling you what it likes, okay. All right. So number one, read paint. Yep. I'm I'm actually asking this not for like, hey, podcasters and Facebook people. I'm actually asking this to like if the cameras are turned off or whatever. I'd ask you the same question. I'm dying to know what is the ingredients if we're going to use Kevin's analogy <clears throat> that are essential. And we think, okay, read the paint. Just start firing them out. Go ahead. You're talking about just paint? Or are you talking I'm talking about, about how to get somebody. Like, this is an open question. I know I under, I also understand this is a, a five-hour question. But this is fun to this kind of dive in and get wet on it. pretty basic. Go ahead. So I'm saying I want to bring a person who comes in who's like, hey, I'm really excited about detailing a car. Have you ever touched one before? No, 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 no. You get the okay. whole scenario. Four weeks. I want that dude to win Pebble Beach in this fun scenario. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Go ahead. So you have to figure out their level of desire so Ooh, you good, have them clean point. something that's not car related you you, you, just, you get them something difficult or um un, what's the word you're looking you have for? them clean a toilet okay <laughs> <laughs> you have them clean a toilet oh, you say, no. i want that toilet to, to be I perfect said, it's got down to chrome me, on like it that. it's got ma magnesium calcium water spots it's got gooey stuff you have them clean a toilet. Wait, we're going, are, we, the are we going to Pebble Beach with this? If I'm they just, can do that, <laughs> then so we're going to teach them the basics of paint. <laughs> but if, if, they're not, if they don't have the desire to perfect something, anything, I don't think they're going to do very well at Pebble Beach. Right. Yeah, you have to actually care, right? Yeah, when yeah. you start out at a company that's good, when you want to cl you know, climb the ladder at the company, they don't start you out in midstream. You start out doing the lunch run, 
putting away products, sweeping yeah. the parking lot, and that's the test. What is your desire to be in our company? And that's right. what I say. So I will, anybody new that worked with me, I would give them the metal to polish, the fender wells to clean, the door jams to clean, all the stuff yeah. that you don't think matters, but at Pebble Beach, that's the no. difference. It, it they've got the passion of the drive. And if they've got the drive, then we go in and we start Good. doing paint and we do singular passes and minimal amounts of product and say, did it work? Yes or no? Okay. You need another pass with the same amount of product, or you need another pass Wait a second, with less. Is that, is that another one? So, like, is that another well, one? Well, just small steps, small, singular, minimal steps, and that's how you become exceptionally good quickly at any task. So Yeah. No, I think, I think the message, Larry, is, you know, he's trying to get to determining the level of uh, engagement into this project. So find out how into it the guy is, and if he's into it, he's going to do all the stuff that is not glamorous. Okay. Yeah. So. Everybody wants to post 50-50 shots of swirl-free paint. Right. How often do you see, look at how well I did vacuuming this carpet. It's, yeah. it's, or polishing. You know, it's not sexy, so you make them do the unsexy stuff to see if they care enough right, to do the right. rest. So let's assume now, good point, Kevin. Let's assume now that this guy works 24 hours a day, crazier than Knucklehead over here. And just goes nuts all day. I, you're like, oh my god, this guy's mm-hmm. okay. Check the box. He's into, into, he's, he's, into in, he's into it. He's into it. He 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 he's ready to dig a hole. He just doesn't know where to dig it. What's that? Where, how do you tell him where to dig? So here, actually, this is a fascinating question because um, I a, really wanted to pose it. I mean, look, I wrote it on. The I know like, this would be awesome. It is. A, it's an interesting question. So I got this one in Norway a little bit differently. If you're going to start with a brand new detailer, what do you what what do you start teaching them? And uh, blew away the audience with my answer, and I'll, I'll give you the answer here. I think to go to Pebble Beach, and if the guy's into it... Just patting yourself on the back, sorry. What? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to blow you away with my the words. My answer is the greatest right. answer you've oh, ever heard. <laughs> no, see, so you just took the wind like right out of his sails. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. It's, it's, it's okay. The wheel, it's wheels okay. fell off. Hold right on, hold on. Shh, shh, shh. Mine's about to be blown. Yes. Is wait everybody for on it. Facebook wait, ready for this? Wait for it. Let wait me take my headphones it. off so I don't hurt them. <laughs> so I would start that person with wet sanding. Wow. Holy interesting. Okay. You can go now. <laughs> Get out. No, wow. I'm, I'm totally fascinated now. What, yeah. Tell me why. So I actually did blow my mind. Wet sanding. Okay. DA, DA sanding with a machine and the latest technology and the foam finishing abrasives. Um, that's what I would start with because it is uh, the the most effective, quickest, and on heavy defects. But it's also least invasive on on the paint. You know, you're not removing a lot of paint. Uh, it's low temperature. Um, it's easy to learn. I think it's it's actually easier to get results that way than trying to get somebody dialed in with a rotary process. Certainly, you know. But what, so, how does that look like relate wow. to long term? Yeah. Is there any like other long term like learning things? Like, hey, you figured out like I don't know, making this up that the clear coat starts to come off, and when it comes off, it comes in this white. That's yeah. what clear coat. I yeah. mean, is there any other like you're, I'm? I, I, you're gonna give me 200 guesses. I would not have said start them off with wet sanding. I, I That's why totally I'm start them off with wet sanding because uh, they can, people can get there unless they're a prof- professional detailer has been in the business not, for a long that's time. Not, that's not what I asked. They, no, I they to can't do handle this. But right. if you get somebody brand new who yeah. doesn't know no anything about it, yeah. yeah. Well, no, they've well, never. There's no fear. They've yeah. never picked up a machine and polished a car in their life. I can take that person and get them wet sanding with. Like I want to go over sanders. and just like grab that person over there and be like, yeah. come over here. I want you to do this and yeah. like make it 
in, you know, you'd be a Absolutely. junior Kevin Brown in, in four weeks. That's what I How would do. You, you know. That's what I would start him with. You definitely follow your logic because you're starting them off with the, the, the visual of what will happen to the paint is very obvious. So it's a great oh, yeah, visual example of an abrasive causes this to happen. Right. So you're starting them off kind of at the macro, and you're going to work them back mm-hmm. to the micro. I, Jason Rose, my mind is blown. There, yeah. There's blood all over the inside of these headphones. Just drop one right <laughs> in my ears. <laughs> I'm actually writing this down, Diva. That's why the camera's moving like a crazy person. Uh, and the, the changes of the paint are pretty dramatic yeah. when you're doing this, right? And mm-hmm. you want to talk about getting somebody fired up and getting the passion going under them. Right? But then you've got the removal of the sanding marks you need to deal with. Yeah, and that's and the next step. And you go step. into Kevin's singular yeah. approach, and you start slow. And I really think I really think having people slow the heck down, everybody seems to be in such a huge rush these days. And if you slow down so that you're actually paying attention to what's happening, to Derek's point, reading the paint, and you start to understand what your input is doing to the paint, how it's changing it. And I think so often we see guys that they look at the, the part of the paint that they worked on versus a part that they haven't touched yet. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for a difference. They're not looking at the difference. They're looking for the end result they're looking for, that they want. And what you need to do is start off by how is your input changing the paint? Is it a positive or not? Are right. you actually making it better? And there's nothing wrong going if, in the right direction? if your first step changes the paint, but it's not still perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's varying degrees of ugly in the paint. You get A lot of times you start out with paint that's very shiny, but it's full of swirls. The base of the paint is still shiny, right? And now you've you've compounded or whatever, and the reading of the paint is how have you changed it? You've removed all of the swirls, but now the paint's no longer black. Now it's gray. Well, that's fine. That's okay if that happens on that first step because we can go in with with you know lesser aggressive processes to to fix that out. And I've had guys come to me and go, I've been chasing this and I can't make the paint look good. Yeah. And they're not thinking yeah. about a follow-up step. It doesn't go from a mess to perfect necessarily in one step. I mean, occasionally it does, and you know, you thank God that you came across that car. But it's you need to slow the heck down and pay attention to what's going on, so that you can understand and read the paint. Yep. And, All right, and so keep let's keep boiling away at the at the points here. I need I need more than that. Read you the need paint. More points. Uh, level, dry, clean the toilet. That that's a fair one. Minimal steps, wet sanding. That that's very interesting to me. Slow down, fine. What else? That's not good enough. What else do you want from us, man? Okay, interior <laughs> wheels. How, how is this person going to like? Give me the oh give boy. me the the building blocks of of, uh, of someone who's going to be a professional detailer. What are the things that like are ingrained in a professional detailer of thirty years doing it? Blah blah blah. Whatever the stupid example. Well, I would I would say work clean, uh, work methodical. So you go know, the other that, direction. Well, it goes back to what you said, Mike Stoops. Um, is you know, slow down, take your time, do the steps methodically and clean, work clean. All right, let's go important. the opposite direction. So tell me what would go wrong. So I, I would I would say that as residue control. So are we teaching them residue control right off the bat? Oh. You see the opposite way? I'm not saying work clean. It's, that's not, like, motivating enough. Like, no. get, tell me the mistakes. Tell me the things like oh. residue control. You need to know residue control. Otherwise, you're not going to get to that level. What? I think that's a good one. What? You know what? I'm writing that down. I'm a genius. <laughs> just, one thing I'm that like I see that blew your own mind. <laughs> in the, if, if we're still on the subject of you know training a guy to do a car for Pebble, right? one thing that I see a lot in detailing, and if we're at that concourse level, is things need to be consistent throughout the car. You can't have one super shiny wheel and then the other three be pretty good 
you know, or even when you get into as small as mm. the engine compartment, you know, one piece of that motor is amazing, like it's been re-chromed, and the rest is shiny and clean, but it's not as nice as that. So the entire package, if you can get your head around doing that and seeing that vision of, it's got to be consistent, whether it's got consistent patina all the way around it, which is a really difficult thing mm -hmm. to manage. Mm. Yeah. Are you guys in agreement with that? I, I think, yeah. that, I think consistency. I mean, maybe it flows into less is more kind of thing. I find myself uh, purposely trying to not do too much. Yeah. Because when it gets yeah. to a certain point, there's, uh, you know what? That's a good idea, too. Sorry. I'm actually no, no, I'm it's, it's, post right now. You don't need us for anything. No, no, no. It's fine. I did that even with the, the, the Diminishing Alpha Spider that I just recently got. Right? I had guys mm -hmm. ask me why I didn't, if I took the tailpipe off the car to polish it, why didn't I take it up to a full mirror finish? Because it would look out of place with the rest of the car, because the rest of the car's got that agent patina to it. And it was really kind of hard for me to not keep going and go further with it. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's that understanding of the total package appearance that you're yeah. going for and the uniformity of it. So if we're going with that theme of you know prepping a guy to prep a car for Pebble Beach. Right. I was talking to you know, a couple of my clients are judges for that event, and one of the biggest things they always tell me is, Derek, it's got to be consistent. It doesn't have to be absolutely perfect, but it's got to be consistent. That's one of the big things they look for. Mm. All right. Mm. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm thinking a lot here. I, I think that we all work differently. So you have to determine what causes this employee or person you're educating. How do they focus the best? As an example, one guy might want to polish all the paint or compound it and then wipe it down and then go ahead and polish all the paint and then wax all the paint. Another guy may say, I want to do this whole section. I want to do this fender to perfection. Good I'll point. cover it. I want to do this tire and wheel. I work better in little small sections and perfect that area because mm -hmm. if I don't, I'm always worried about what about the next step? What about the next step? Yeah. And that will cause yeah. the rest of my work to suffer. So you, you, you find out their desire whether they're capable, you find out what causes them to focus the best, and I think you become efficient that way. Yeah. Little psychology in the detailing industry. I like that. Wow. Get inside the head. Ah. So, what is this person listening to the podcast or watching this thing here? What are they going to take away from that? All right, I want to get in this. What are the? What are the? I'm using the number ten factors, five factors, twenty. It doesn't matter the number. What are the main? factors and so what we have so far is read and I, we're actually uh doing this no pun intended live i think these are healthy like i i wrote down the notes but i wanted to like you throw it all on the table and see kind of what sticks thing here yeah read the paint the level of desire clean the toilet that whole thing from kevin that makes sense that's logical to me minimal steps right wet sanding da that's really fascinating to me i think there's something there to that uh, slow down. Uh, oh, you talked about the, the macro to the to the uh, micro, micro to the macro with the wet sanding, whatever. Yeah. Residue control. Consistency, I think that's very smart. And consistency to me also, maybe there's a play into the fact of uh, like the customer's perspective. Obviously, I'm going off my own uh, constraints. I talked about Pill Beach, but in a regular world, I feel like there's a lot. Like, what does the customer see? Like, when we're all done, we checked everything out, I would tell my guys, get in the car, put it in 
reverse and pull it out and look at it. You know the thing that we always find? You know when you pull it out and you put it in reverse, you see that the little space dirt that around the, the gear dirt shift right around the gear shift because <laughs> it's always been in yep. park? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, little things. Like when you get in, is the door jam. You know what I mean? Because they're yeah. not going to, like, jump into the uh, trunk and then look up underneath and be like, oh, there's a piece of lint. Yeah. It's probably unlikely, but it's pretty likely they're going to get in the car. That's just a yeah. guess of mine. Yeah, you back it out. I didn't hey, do any research on that, that one. That rear window might have streaks in it. You can see from the outside. Just well, little things, little yeah, things like that. So I think you're detailing of, a car as a stationary object, but the owner will experience it primarily as a moving object. Right. So clarity of good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, Great analogy. Right. So that's I, I, I call that I would call that consistency, driver's perspective, and how does a new person focus? Hmm. 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 I feel like there's stuff missing there. Maybe we'll be able. We may not be able to solve it here, but I feel like there's like just got to be like these ten like commandments of detailing <laughs> things that are there. This or is going to keep me up at night. Or to put this like a little nugget of something for me, it's always been I, I I tend to I polish the way Kevin described. I like to work a section until the result is where I want it. I don't I can't do the whole car. I can't think that way. So like not like a two by two, but like the hood. Yeah, yeah. You, you, whatever your section size is that you're comfortable with. But I do find myself, I do need to go step away from that section at some point and come back and reinspect my work later. Because inevitably, if you're staring at that panel for long enough, you start to, there, there's going to be something missed. It's you get, you get lazy. You don't see the, you, you know, get you tunnel vision. The trees. You get tunnel visioned a little bit. It's, it, it's almost like trying to proofread a manuscript. Exactly. And your brain starts auto-correcting things because yeah. you've just been looking at it for so long. Yeah. You don't realize that you've got that word in there twice or that word's been misspelled or what. And you start auto-correcting. And yeah. you get the same thing looking at the paint. Your eyes start to auto-correct that paint because you've just been working on that one. So whittle panel. this down. Whittle this down into points. So what would that be? That would be like, I don't want to say procedure. That's too vague and dumb. It's what, what, what is it? What is that point? That you're trying to make. I get what you're saying. You to, to me, it I sounds mean, like procedure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, part of procedure, I think, but I think it's it's being able to realize that when you walk away from it, it may not be done. So either, you know, if you have someone else, have them come check your work, you know, double check it. But I think the proofreading thing is a perfect example. If you write something, it's very hard to proofread your own writing generally. Typos will abound and you'll, you'll see right past them. If you spend enough time working a panel, you may not... By the time you finish, be as critical of your work as when you started. So, stepping away, moving into a different procedure, doing something else, and then coming back to that panel to do just one final. Oh, yes, it's good. Oh no, I missed this. I didn't wipe the residue off down here. I missed this mark. Something. There's a, there's a big fatigue factor if you try to stay hyper focused, mm-hmm. and you, you you start to wear yourself out just because you're concentrating so darn hard on that one area, and that stepping back, yeah. and starting yeah. to tackle something else. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, not so far away that you forget to come back to where you started on that thing. But yeah, sometimes you need to step back a little. But bit. isn't yeah. doesn't that go back to procedure, um, as Kevin likes to focus on, which I fully agree on. So it's like an you know, a pre-inspection, then you do a procedure, and then you inspect again, yeah. and then you re-inspect later, and then you have another pair of eyes inspect, and uh, it's uh, it's an important part of the procedure. All right, here's, here's where this all comes from here. Uh, this is part of the book I'm reading. I didn't come up with this stuff, but I love re- like reading these books on business and blah, 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 and trying to translate it to detailing. And so follow me on this little example, and then hopefully you guys can extrapolate, because I feel like we're there, but maybe I'm not explaining myself. So, how to become the world's greatest chef? Doesn't really matter. But this, in this example, world's greatest chef. So, what this person is saying, 
is you're not going to gain 30 years of experience by reading a book or doing anything other than doing this for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so what he's trying to do is boil down the factors that go into making a great chef. Okay, not revolutionary. But the way that he's figured it out is to figure out the failure points. What are the top 10, 5, well, it doesn't matter the number, but the top whatever, let's call them 10 for argument's sake, failure points that like change the career of, the, of, the, of this master chef or is, is vital. Then it's taking those... Uh, deconstructing them and putting them in the proper order, what, what the, whatever they might be. Maybe it's you have to know how to read the paint. If you know how to read the paint, God, you can solve 50 million things. Uh, mm. You know, oh, if you know how to compound or you know how to wet sand, you can do a hundred different things. Whatever it is, I don't know what the answer is. We're, we're like circling the wagon. I feel like right here, and this is all good. But the other thing is figuring out. Uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought. I thought you were yawning at me. Focus. Yeah, thank you. Focus. You know what makes you focus? Oh, yeah, focus. Hang on a second. It's right there. The tools. Knowing your limitations. I mean, think about it. How many cars have we done that are... Oh, here it is. Sorry. It's picking the right car. I did this on another podcast. Hmm. You're saying yourself, picking the right car. So to become a successful detailer, right, to be successful at at that trade, I think it's a combination because it works well. Again, I didn't come up with this. It's figuring out, argument's sake, the top 10 failure points. If you can accomplish, if you can understand those failure points and then combine it with the car that you choose, the customer will think you're, think you're great. And for me, that makes sense wow. that you're successful at that point. So you can be the world's greatest detailers, right? And you get the worst, and you pick. You make a conscious decision to pick the worst car. You don't say it's the worst car, but you go, like, yeah. yeah, I can tackle that, and I can do that, and I can da 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 Yeah. And it turns out bad. Not because you're a bad detailer. It just, it's, it's just bad. Something went wrong. And you, unfortunately, made that decision. That, on the right-hand side, plus the factors of your 30 years of experience, to me, combine together to create a successful detail. So if you can disseminate those blocks, all those little things... And translate it over in that question to some newbie or whatever. Yeah. And you give it to him and say, "Here, are the, here, are the you, you'll become ninety percent of the best detail in the world if you get these." I mean, it, it, rapid. I'm talking just for fun's sake, like rapid, like compressing thirty years. And then, I think teaching them to pick the right car. So I don't take every detailer. I'm sure you know, every car, and I'm sure Derek and everybody. It's the it's the one that I know. I have. It's kind of sort of like gambling. What, what's the best? roll of the dice that I know that this is going to be successful whether it's good or not I know that sounds crazy if he thinks it's good meaning the customer then I'm the greatest detail in the world yeah. and I'm trying to die. do you get where I'm going with that? not if you're judging, getting judged at Pebble Beach no you're no. right you're 100% right I, I started to, to stray from that there. I'm straying a little bit from there I will say that Right. but you see how I'm, I'm trying I can't quite get the words well, here's the out thing. yet so you understand what I'm saying, everybody? Yes. Okay. Well, I got I got the cooking part, and uh, I usually focus on the menu selections. Well, and, no, uh, no. In this case, <laughs> like if you want to be the if you want to be the chef, yeah. it's 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 not the recipes that's that's the uh, it's the fewer the recipes, it's the fewer the items that make you that can get you up to like ninety. Master of, yeah. a few things. Don't try and you, you're not going to be a Thai restaurant. That yeah. Makes so it's not, he's not yeah, doing yeah. every single recipe. It's uh-huh. just picking a very few. Anyways, go ahead. You just kind of distill it down to the essentials. Yeah. And you have to understand the basics of how things actually work together. And if you don't at least understand the basics of what's happening, you're never going to figure things out when even the slightest little thing deviates. From right. It. What are those? 
Okay. Boom. Kev, uh, Kevin's getting pissed. I love it. Okay. Go. No, go. No, no. Go, so baby. Go. You, you, you said... Sit, yeah, shoot me down. It's okay. You, no, you said you have, you have four weeks to take a car to Pebble Beach and win, and you have a new guy you have to teach. So you look at... No, no, no. A new guy has to do it in this in this stupid example. Just so I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting pressure on. Okay, so, 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 so he's got a time limit. Right he's got a time limit. Right. To become skilled. Right. So if you look at what what is skill, you say, well, you got to have knowledge to have skill. Now you may get knowledge by doing, reading, seeing other people, being taught in a class, whatever. You have X amount of time. Uh, that's that's how you gain knowledge. Uh, you have experience. That's you're actually doing the task. The more, the more you can do the task, the more experience you gain. Knowledge and skill equals your craft level. There's one variable in there that's not in that equation, and that's talent. And I don't know how to define that other than to say you have a passion for something, and, man, you've got a talent for what you're doing there. Keep it up. Talent doesn't mean anything without knowledge and experience. we got a limit on how much time this guy can work, so he needs to get working. Yeah. Now, if this car's got a lot of nickel plating, you'd say, hey, why don't you go look up what nickel plating really is? That will tell him. Well, okay, that's 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 a basic, uh, you know, coating. It's very thin. It's uh, I got to be careful on the nickel, or chrome. Yeah. He can look up the the basic materials on the vehicle right away. How's rubber made? He can see that. Oh, that's why every time I rub the rubber <laughs> with a towel, black stuff comes off. There's, right. There's the so he's got to optimize it. He's got to get his his knowledge as quickly as possible by looking things up or talking to you. But he's got to be working right away to get the experience so he gets certain level of skill in that short period of time. Mm. So he's he has to have the passion and he has to put the time in. But, he only has yeah. four weeks. but we only have four weeks. Yeah, four remember, weeks that, see, do you see what I'm before. doing? I'm backing all of you into a corner yeah. and I can see you so what are the banging notes? up against the sides and this is when like awesome greatness comes out. <laughs> like we're right there. This is like I feel like I'm <laughs> yeah. in writing or scripting and you're like, damn it, this isn't right and then something will poop out. But your answer is wrong. And the reason is wrong because I gave a time constraint. So I understand experience is great. How do you how do no, you know, know, if you, how do you impart shove experience that on a short time it's, frame? Like it's he's not, it's not, it's not wrong like, because if <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're gonna he's gonna die. He's gonna die if he doesn't get it. If, you have, if you have four weeks you put four weeks time into it. Kevin to put four weeks into your tire You're cheating, man. You're cheating. Kevin touched on another big variable though that's that's kind of the the individual's talent. Because I've done so many classes with so many newbies that have just never touched a, a deal. And some of them, they pick that thing up and you see them running it on the paint. Hey, wait a second. Do we, do we lose something? Hey, Zach. Uh, we're, not, we're not recording, so. All right. We're going to take a break. Hey, you're right hey how do I shoot this? Uh, something go boom? Yeah. We went into echo mode. All right. Hello? Oh, that's weird. Got it? We got too many things going on? Do you want this thing to be up permanently? The only the only thing that anybody's really complaining about is like they can't hear all of the answers because the just the ambient noise. All right, guys. Well, we're back. We had a little bit of a technical issue, but it's uh, it's all back. And you know, the interesting uh, thing about these podcasts is I, I I really thought about posing this question because I wanted everybody in the room to kind of. I don't know what the right word is, not be able to answer it because then it's a boring question. And so we've been struggling even when the you know the microphones went down or whatever and we had to get some tech support. We were still kind of talking slash arguing slash making the point. And 
we we can see you know the expression of circling the wagon or whatever it is we're 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 right there. We're trying to figure out how to disseminate. How did you put the words? Uh, like uh, either the building blocks or the You've got to understand it at a cellular level, basically. Cellular level. you got to build it from the basic blocks all the way up to the top, but do it in a truncated timeline. Right. Is, and then I, I, I think what I was trying to do is do it in reverse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think yeah. of, like take that, the problem. Oh, I want to become a better detailer. And it's like, oh, yawn. Like, okay, fine. But take that concept, turn it upside down, and think about it from a different direction. And I'm trying to, trying to, I'm trying to get the the ingredients, like the hardcore ingredients. There's no other ingredient, and you, and the ingredient to me is not a 10 minute sentence. No, no. it's like I feel really cool about um, Target. I think that's a, that's a solid one. What's your target? So somebody walks in, he doesn't know what he's doing, blah, 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 and you say, I want you to be a Pebble Beach car. He doesn't know, in this example, in this fun example and constraints, he doesn't know what the hell a Pebble Beach car looks like. No. I think that is a brilliant one is to target. You take him over and say, that's what it looks like right there. Yeah. Now, how do we achieve that? Here are the other 59 steps, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, so you back steps. into all those. That's, that is logical target. Boom, that's what we're going for. Now let's figure out how to maneuver our way through the forest to get to that mountain. Mm. So okay. to me, it's a like stumper. check mark, we did all this work and we got one of them. And it's, it, you know, it's not going to just poop out like instantly. It takes time to figure that out. So right. anyways, um, I think it was a stimulating conversation. Anybody else have any other points? Because it's going to blow my mind. And so, For me, <laughs> honestly, this was the best podcast because this is the kind you know, how do you wash wheels and stuff? Like, okay, yeah. yeah I, it's, we get all of we that. Get, I get it. It's fine. Okay. But how do we... I don't know. This is kind of fun to me. So anyway, anybody else have any ideas? Please, this isn't like a, hey, let's get off the podcast kind of thing. Like, well, if you have an idea, tell me. Because we had a great, like, argument slash discussion a minute ago, and I wish that was There's recorded. something that you can you can teach that would help them knock off more boxes on the checklist, and that is helping them to better understand what what's actually happening when you're polishing. You may not be, you can't see. Right. This kind of little bit goes back to what Jason was saying about the wet sanding thing, and Stoops touched on it too. You're showing them a very obvious. This is what's happening. So, you know, you're not just saying, "Hey, when you polish, it looks better after." Yeah, they, here's what's actually they, physically they, going on yeah. as the machine is going. Whoop, yeah, and this whoop, is this know, is whatever. what happens to the paint on a microscopic level. This is what's happening. That if you can get them to wrap their minds around what the physical action is, what's happening, even at a level that they can't see, it at least arms them with the tools that they can then understand as they're working through the process because if you understand that okay yeah because if you understand what takes you from a to d if you understand the in between yeah when you get to d next week Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like d you can say what the hell happened to b and c did something go wrong with b and c is b paint hardness is it harder is it soft oh crap is c maybe my pad was yeah. too hard or wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not just arm like, them oh, with we the, didn't get Arm there. them with the ability and, and to that, diagnose. That all goes back to Derek's thing about reading the paint, learning yeah. how to read the paint is really what it is. You have to understand what's really happening with the interaction and what yeah. your input is doing. Well, and I, the think, paint will I think tell that you might be a higher level. Yeah, so, what, so what is that? Give, give me It's impossible. I'm being a jerk. I mean, right you're what is that word? What, what, what is that? That's a, you're right there. That's a good concept. What, what is, like, target? Like, okay, God, I got the target. What's well, that word? It's, it's effective with the nuts and bolts it's of a, what's happening. It's evaluation. You have to know the condition that you're starting with. No, it's not. Uh, it, it, it's like 20 people it's, out there in podcast land yelling the word at us right now. This is a one-way street. We can't <laughs> do it. idiots. Someone, someone text us, please. <laughs> yeah, text the phone lines right now, please. It's, 
yeah, under, it goes back like the cellular level thing, like I was talking about. You can't understand biology without knowing the basics of a cell. You know, you've got to know nucleus and all the things you learned in biology to understand what makes a living organism. It's, it's, the, it's the foundation. It's the building blocks. Yeah. It's all so that if you are, have to have a strong foundation. For yeah. All so if that. you are sending a guy down a path to try and correct paint to the highest of possible levels. You can teach him paint by numbers. Polish goes on pad, pad goes on paint, right. and you rub it in. He has no, but if he doesn't have a clue as to what that physically is doing, the second he hits a variable that throws that out of whack, right. the, he's the, completely the C, off the, the rails. The B and C. Yeah, he's completely off the rails. So if you get him to a point where he understands that a polish or a compound or whatever is a type of abrasive, here are the types of abrasives. Here's what they do when they're placed under mechanical action and heat is introduced. Here's what's happening to the paint. It's a lot of stuff to teach, but if you can get that concept taught just the basics of that, he should be able to back out the knowledge he needs to do all of the processes you within Use that. that in a math equation. What is that? So if you, it, like when you have a math equation, you know all the, the, you know, the like the formula. Is it the formula? Sorry, my brain is about to explode right now. Yeah, but it's all about you know, you get, you get the, the end experience number. though. Think yeah. about that because you can, you, you can come up with that D mm-hmm. only if you have all the right ingredients. Mm-hmm. Right, if your formula is right, but going through that action, if you go back and look at that, for, you know, the A over B or whatever, it's called experience. But we can't give them experience. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. I know. <laughs> I sense what you're getting at. I just don't know if there's a better There's way to put per- it than that. Isn't it procedure? Procedure again. He's coming back to procedure. No, he's talking. I mean, yes, he's talking about procedure, but he's talking about maybe it is procedure. I can't refute what you're saying. Come on, Kevin. No, I, yeah, I feel like what? Come on, man. Like, make it happen. What do you want from me? I don't. Dude? You're sitting there with your finger in your nose. Let's go. Morse code over here. <laughs> dude, you're talking about toilet. What, what, what did you say? Yeah. What did you say? Procedure. Procedure. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Well, I can. I can assure you that if Jason taught me for four weeks, I would beat you at Pebble Beach. I will make sure that I beat you at Pebble Beach. I have. The desire to win, to beat you. Well, I have the desire to win at NASCAR, but I'm not going to win either because I don't have the skills yet. <laughs> right? So that's a given. Like, I want to be the fastest driver in the world. I ain't, I ain't got it. I don't know what it is. But what is it that I don't got? So, like... Talent. Yeah, okay. Oh. <laughs> so let's push that talent because the talent doesn't matter in this example. It doesn't matter because the talented people are going to figure it out. It's very helpful. We can tell them the tips, but they're going to figure out, what if the person is not talented and you want to make them talented? Well, you can't say I desire to be the world champion NASCAR driver without desire, talent, or skill. I think uh, we're, you're squeezing out the side of my example right now. You're wiggling, you're wiggling out. Yeah, of so course, sorry. yeah, you need talent and skill. Yeah, I get it. But we're trying to build, you're trying to dissect the building blocks of that. Okay, well, then going back to what I was saying, though. So you, let's take the NASCAR example. You want to be the world's best NASCAR driver. Right. Just Every, because I happen to be staring at a NASCAR driver. I can drive a car, you can drive a car, everybody can drive a car. Right. What makes those guys better is that they have a deeper understanding of what is physically happening. Right. They can read the car. The car, oh, it, it, it's nose diving into this turn. It feels a little light in this corner, this and that. They understand the ins and outs. So that goes back to what I'm saying is if you don't understand on a very, very basic level what that little abrasive particle is doing right. and what its impact on the paint is, you cannot. Because oh, most of the NASCAR people are like mechanics at the same time, so they can speak to the mechanic. Hey, you it's feeling to... this way. Is the, is the XYZ part not working? Bingo. And it touches on Beamus's point. So about I don't like saying things. talent. The talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, talent. It's like, okay. Because the talented people generally can't, they can't tell you why they're good. 
Yeah. Oh, I just swung a golf ball. Well, and sometimes it hit it's yards, just like, a. I don't, I don't know. I just swung it. You're like, well, thanks. That didn't help me at all. Well, sometimes it, it's just it's a born-in thing. Sometimes yeah, you are just, just yeah. naturally. They have those people. Yeah. I think contribute the least to figuring out how to do it, because they're just they're just freaking good. Like, oh, and got, oh, how do you, how are you good? Oh, yeah. God given gift, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that doesn't help the other people trying to get good. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I hear like talent, it's like, yeah, okay, fine, talent. But the, that's not but helping me. No, those, those, <laughs> no, no, I'm no. just really good. That's thank very, you. Those classes I've done that where, where that, just, that one guy picks up the buffer and looks like he's been doing it for 20 years, and that was the first moment that he ever saw one, and then the other guy. He'll be just it, fine. I don't want to yeah, talk to him. But the other guy, the one that you keep coming back to, it's repetition. Mm-hmm. It's telling them over and over and over again. This is Because right. they need to be told, you hold the buffer like this, you move the buffer like you keep the pad flat, you keep the road. They need to be repeatedly told how to do it. Before it finally clicks in their head on that millionth time, I just had a light and you bulb. finally see that light, light bulb, bulb go off. That's you you're not teaching how, you're teaching why. You can tell somebody to keep your pad flat. Okay, yeah. that's the how. And, and but why? Why are you keeping? Why it flat? do you keep your yeah. pad flat? So you yeah. need to be teaching more. Why than how? It's going back to procedure. You yeah, no, but he's on a he's on a yeah. different level. I get what he's saying. Yeah. That makes sense. Like company, people don't buy the things that you do; they buy the reason why you do it. But even when they understand sense? the why, sometimes they lack the coordination. The coordination—I yeah, yeah. lack the coordination to say the word coordination. <laughs> they lack the coordination <laughs> to do the how. Yeah, Larry, you've stressed me out, and I'm going to have a very bad day. Now. And I'm all, I'm all freaked out. All right, we're going to sign off here. The, the bigger thing is, I'm asking everybody. I'm posing the questions, and not just to the, the people sitting at the table who I thought were genius. No, I'm just kidding. Who are you know the top in the industry, and it, this isn't going to be solved over overnight. It, it, maybe it's not even solved at all. But I like doing this mental exercise. You're listening, and you two. think you have a. And I don't want. I don't know how to keep describing. I'm beating a dead horse here, but I, I don't know how to. I don't want like a five-page paragraph on what, you know, a five-page uh, thing on. Uh, well, this is what you need. I want to. I want to make it even harder to boil it down to some points. So, for the example that we used, target. You know, what does it actually look like? Boom! I get that. If you don't know what the target is, then you don't know where the hell you're going. Totally logical. What are the essentials, uh, the other essentials? So I'll leave you guys with that. Think about that. Nobody else has any genius ideas. Right, Kevin? Arms up. I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to think about the NASCAR driving analogy. So if I'm thinking to myself, if I'm going to get in a car and expect to go on the track and win something, what would I need to make that happen? The absolute bare, essential, minimum, nothing else. The one thing I would need, because to Kevin's point, if I want it bad enough and I have the passion to get there, That's a given. I, I'll figure it out. Right. But the second thing I need is some pretty damn good coaching from somebody who does know what they're doing. Right, what are they going to coach you? Well, what, what about what, just what are those things be? following the leader so he knows where the apex, if not NASCAR, but any yeah. track. Uh, Derek makes an excellent point. So follow the leader. Fo- I'm yeah. going to be working with this guy. Do yeah. what I an do. An example. And I'll uh, correct you as I go. I need an example. Somebody to do it so okay, I can so see Okay, so then fine. Because you're squeezing out of my thing again, but I'll, I'll, I'll say that that's part of the box. What is this coach going to tell you? Because that the guy listening is going to go, oh, okay, cool. Jason, are you available next week? And you're like, what, what the hell? No, no, eh, wrong answer. No. Okay, you're the greatest teacher in the world. That's not helping him. But what are you going to tell that guy? What is Richard Petty, whoever's, you know, we're in a booth with all these famous race car drivers. What is this famous race car driver sitting six feet from us? Why don't you just call him over here? Yeah. What, what is, you know, <laughs> what, get to awesome. the end of this and just ask him. Yeah. Excuse right. me. What, what, How'd you learn to race? Yeah. It's like one thing, podcast sense. Yeah. So I'm throwing it back at you. you. You feel like you had a genius moment, and I'm smashing it down and crushing it, saying no. <laughs> 
I love crushing dreams. Okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Bad boy. Anyone have any other comments on Jason's crazy comment? I get what you're saying, but then what happens at week five when you're not there? It, that's thank you. That's my exact point. But I don't. I wouldn't need week five. I'd need five weeks of somebody who knew how to win races, and I would watch what they do. I would get coaching from them. I would practice. Those are the things I would do if I wanted to win a right, NASCAR but, race. Okay, let's 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 go on. We, we've all done cars that have been in events, right? Mm-hmm. I've worked with you. I've worked with you. I've worked with you on some of the biggest ones there are. What did we do? What are those ingredients? And I, I, I don't have the answer to that. I right off the bat, targeting. I, I know I'm saying it again. That's number one. I thought that was great. That like when you and I did the uh, McLaren, like we decided we knew. We sat down, and we looked at the car. I'm I'm talking this out because I'm hoping something. And then we decided what level we wanted to bring it up. In and I, actually, it was a time constraint. It wasn't four weeks. It doesn't matter what the time constraint was, but there was a time constraint. So we knew that we weren't going to be able to do. You, know, you can't spend two months on a car that's going to go out next week. So we did do some targeting, but I think I think you're making a good point. I'm I don't have the answer, but I'm walking it through right now. Yeah. Maybe something pops up. I, I don't have it either. You're looking for one term to identify. I make all I'm trying of this. to make it as hard as possible. Yes, yeah. for us right now. I, and I'm not, I'm being joking, but I'm not at the same time. Doing a great job of it too, though. Yes, in all honesty, you. yeah. Seriously, he is. I mean, it's a great discussion because it really is a difficult okay. thing. It really is a difficult thing to boil down. Yeah, that's why. That's what makes it fascinating. I'm tired of the put wheel cleaner on it, then you wipe it with a, a brush. It's like, wait, okay. The people listening, I think, are like, all right, give me more. Yeah, that's just the mundane mechanics of it. Right. It all goes so deeper than that. The tricky part is the whole thing is so multifaceted. Yeah. That's what's so fun about this conversation. Nobody told me this was going to be so deep. Also, I think this is the first podcast yeah. I think that any of us are Let's, like yeah, There's no answer. That's why the, you know, yeah. I think the people listening are either going to get it or be like, this is I a weird podcast. Ta- I need the like, this is the greatest again. podcast ever because it blew my mind. That's, I don't even I, know what I'm talking about. I, I need the target. I need to know what are you trying to get at. Can you re-identify that? Can you You're asking me the question? Target. Yes. Maybe okay. I'll restate the question in hopefully a different way. I want to put on the wall behind us right here, on a piece of paper that's not there, I want to put 10 points. It doesn't matter the order. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And I want one or two words, one sentence that describes if you had to teach somebody that walked in that has ne- doesn't know anything about cars, barely speaks the language, whatever language that is. I'm, I'm trying to put as many constraints as possible. And you walk in and... Your life depends on teaching that person to get a car to, let's call it the Pebble Beach level just for fun, because it's the hardest level. How do you teach that person to get the car to that level and have them read or understand these 10 points? Not how to teach them, what to teach them, right? What are the 10 things that you teach them? Yes, and now each one of those 10 things, you know, they're going to work at and, and, and play with, but... It's just a header, and I'm going to keep doing it because it's yep. the only one I think. Uh, let's, I'm going to use number one. And it's out of order, I guess, but it doesn't really matter. Target. They don't know what. They're going to say, hello, Derek. I, I never touched a car. I don't know what you want. I don't even know what Pebble Beach is. Right. This is a Pebble Beach car. You see how beautiful it is? You see how shiny it is? It's amazing. There's a lot of steps, XYZ person, to get to this. But that's what we're going for. And they go, okay. Got a mental vision. Locked in. Now what? But you need to do it in, in two hours yeah, they or have, whatever. So... That's Proce- the question. Does process, that make sense, what, Kevin? What, what, what process you're going to take from beginning to end, that would be procedure, right? That would be a good bullet point. 
right? Learning how to read that paint, though, in, or in, in every process. But I've already stated that. No, no, we're, we're going back. Like, people, the people listening will be patient because you don't just yeah. come up with genius ideas in two seconds. Let's so go back to what Are you asking for, number one, stay organized? Number two, know your time or what time it is? Things like that? Talk to the microphone. Things like that? I, I don't know what we I'm saying. I don't know. I don't. That maybe that it's right. No, it, he said. Derek said it. You need a process. Yeah. All right, so, so I'm going to say process. I'm going to say so, process. So if we're teaching this person, we're automatically going to make those decisions for that person. Exactly. Because of our experience. You're going to so say, say you're going to do this. You're going to go this doing. next. You're going to do this step. That you need a process. Without that, you're not going to accomplish. Okay. I think that so that's fair. I think that's number, I think one. that's the next solid one. We have target right. and process. Okay. Great. The pause is us thinking. We're actually thinking. Yeah. Well, and Kevin had the other, which is pretty solid, which is you have to be into this. You have to want it. Because with, with a target and a process, if you don't give a shit, it ain't going to get yeah, this is You're true. not going to get there. We're going to call that drive. Can you say that? What, shit? You can say shit. Oh, okay. You don't <laughs> give a caca. A poo-poo. It's probably a good point to identify that. You've told them, here's the goal, and here's what's going to take to get there. Do you still want to do this? Now, get your point. Get the building blocks, the cellular part. Okay. Well, then we've got to, after we've identified they have the passion for it, then you have to teach them. And then there's so many facets to this. I mean, if I teach a guy about abrasives and the impact on paint, that does nothing for them on how to clean a wheel. And you notice how we have not once mentioned the interior. No. Because everything in detailing makes me roll my eyes is just paint. That's why I'm trying to, like, not specifically talk about a particular thing. I'm trying to be as high level, 10,000 foot view as possible. Yeah. You know what I think is going to happen here? In this in this scenario where you've got this limited time window and a novice detailer and it's you and that novice one-on-one to get this project done, what's going to happen is the experienced guy is going to be the one that's going to figure out what process is going to work. You're going to get that drilled into the new guy's head. He's going to become mechanically very proficient at what he does, whether that's carpet extraction, it's upholstery work, it's wheel and tire, it's paint, whatever. He's going to become a master at the mechanics of it without yet understanding the basics and being able to troubleshoot and problem solve. Troubleshoot. That's going to come down the pike later for him with his experience, but at least he's going to have the mechanical aspects of it down path. The rest of it's going to come with him later on as his experience grows. You know what else this person needs to get that job done? That's going to be direction from from you, Jason, or you, Derek. This person needs the right tools. I I was thinking about it. And here comes the sales pitch. No. No, No, I I don't mean, when I say tools, I don't mean a a polisher or a machine. I mean, you need the right stuff. The mechanics of getting the job done. Like, you may want to be a surgeon, but if you get a fork... You don't yeah, have a scalpel. Exactly, it doesn't really matter. That's my point. If you have a, it's going to be an eyeball specialist. Oh boy! <laughs> but I mean, the point is, if you know, if you're going to go to Pebble Beach and expect to win something, then here's your toothbrush. You know, the you last know? hour and a half, like, was kind of useless. But that's part of the creative process. We're we're get we're getting somewhere. The tools make sense to me. Yeah, that, you need the right totally stuff. Lot. You, you can't not get a, you can't get around that. Yeah. Remember, I want to take out the. Nah, you you could hypothetically get around that. I want to take that one out. You can't get around the tools. No. You spit on it? Like, what is he going to do? Like, like, this is great. Come on. Keep going. 
I'm actually utilizing this podcast to force you people to do this. <laughs> We're not actually, actually recording anything. Sorry about that, guys. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> is all just my ploy right now to get you to come up with good oh, stuff. This is just boy. a weird focus group. Is all yeah. This is a strange <laughs> focus group with headphones on and a microphone. You know, maybe to do this podcast, we should go to Denver and just, you know, smoke some weed first and yeah. come up yeah, with uh, all yes. this. Hold for edit. <laughs> All right, and we're back. <laughs> Snooze fest. <laughs> All right, are you guys, uh, your brain dripping out enough? We've done an hour and 20 minutes. If you want to keep going, I- I'm down for it, but I understand, like, boringness. You guys got to go, right? I can't. I have an appointment, actually. With the bathroom? No. What? With an appointment in my booth. No, please. I'm a Seuss. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. We don't have all the answers, but this is like, for me, this has been the most fun podcast because we're, 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 we're getting there. We're really getting there. And it, things like this take a lot of time. So if you guys have any suggestions or ideas or, like I said, not 50-page you know, emails that like, describe the process, like I, we, we get it, but we're trying to disseminate the word. So right now we have, in, in no order, target or targeting process, meaning mastering the mechanics of it. Uh, the drive, desire, ambition, whatever you want to call it, in that bucket. And tools. That was the last one that came out. I think that's very smart. Tools as a very broad topic. If you have any others, shoot me a text or email or whatever, um, and we'll just keep uh, sort of masticating, chewing on this and coming up with something that's uh, uh, fairly interesting. Anyways, I want to thank uh, the guys. SEMA 2016 has been absolutely fantastic and amazing. Dylan, Jason, Derek, Michael, and Mr. Brown, uh, I appreciate it very much. Do your, uh, you know, social media quick plugs so everybody can find you, blah, 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 and as a huge thank you for coming on here. Start. Me? Okay, yeah, great. So, uh, well, as usual, reach me via email. It's usually the best way. DylanV at RupusUSA.com. Um, and for my listeners, if you have a question about a specific machine, I end up forwarding it off to, to Dylan anyway, <laughs> so if you want to make it faster. I'm technically Larry's personal assistant for all things. Yes. Uh, so now I've got two of you that I work for. And now I'm going to pass the mic to the boss. To the boss. <laughs> yes. Jason Rose, uh, that would be Jason R at RupusUSA.com. I'm uh, happy to hear from you. Uh, you can reach me at DetailWorks.net or Derek at DetailWorks. Right, and I'm going to hop in here. A lot of you email me and say, hey, do you have a detailer in um, California? And I say, yeah, but I don't know anything about California, so I don't know where. So describe where you are and if you do want more business or not. Because people email me and I send it to you and you're like, Larry, that's uh, 600 miles away. I'm like, I don't know your yeah. state. I don't, like. <laughs> I'm in uh, South Orange County. Um, Mission Viejo to be exact. We are a mobile service, but um, and they can find you on uh, what's your website again? Detailworks.net. Detailworks. W e r k s. Yeah. So you can contact him if you whatever. Because I always feel bad because I get an email and I'm like, get them I have all no the idea, time. And I nope. shoot them to you and, I'm, and love every one of them. Thank right. you very so, much. Anyways, there's clarification. Mike, uh, you can get a hold of me at m stoops. That's m s t o o p s at mcguire's.com. That's name in the biz. Stoops. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> just, first, just don't call him a loops. A loops, yes. Yeah, no, don't, don't. Don't call him yeah, a loops. He loves an idea that I have. like a loaded gun I have in my pocket at all times. That's game. Pennington, I punched you real good on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> here's a funny story. I, I asked I asked uh, uh, Mike Pennington and, and, and Stoops to come on the podcast. And, of course, I'm working. And when I'm working, I'm in, like, everybody's in your zone or whatever. And I get a phone call. And I get a lot of phone calls saying, you know, questions or whatever. And so I had gotten a bunch that day, and I get a phone call, and it says, hey, uh, is Larry there? I said, yep, that's it. what can I do for you? Oh, we got a question on your product. Okay, no problem. Um, uh, something like uh, it was driven, uh, we called the McGuire's hotline or something like that, and they yeah, said to call you. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Penny was like, yeah, uh, we, we, we got a problem with this product. We called McGuire's, and, and they said that Larry Casilla knows all about this stuff. So and I'm, I'm calling myself, what, the, what are they calling like me for? Out. 
And I was I was polite. Was I not oh, polite? We were so impressed. Actually, I probably shouldn't even tell you this because your head's just going to go boom. But you you went <laughs> well. You know, I, I don't even know what the question is yet. But what what can I actually help you out with? I'm, I'm we're like wow, this dude's just really staying calm about this because you know that he's going. <laughs> if you had a, a camera really on calm. my face, I'm going like oh, oh yeah, Jesus, I came here right now. Yeah, I can tell that. Yeah. I'm in the middle of a car. <laughs> yeah. How can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, he gets on and then do do what uh, what you did because I'm I'm totally hook line and sinker. I have no idea if these two idiots are on uh, the line. He's gone on me right now. And, and I, I throw in my stupid German accent yeah. thing, and you he's know, he's like, uh, what, I don't even do your, your, your German like, thing. Like, yeah, well, this is the questions that we have for you because we're really struggling with this issue with <laughs> yeah. the pants. So he went from they went from yeah, English to nuts. this, and I'm like, what the hell? And I'm still like, what is going on? Then it finally hit me, and I was like, oh, thank you for totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine yeah. I have earphones on, right? And I'm working, and like just people around or whatever. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And then I'm, and I'm screaming on the phone, like laughing and going. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we, I, we went home early that day because our job was done. Yeah. <laughs> well, very, very successful. You did get me. So if you take nothing away from this podcast, prank call Larry. Oh, yeah. Well, that is exactly <laughs> yeah. not what to do. Oh, oh, we're going to edit that What's your out. personal cell phone number? Yeah. 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 No, thank you. Wow. And last but not least, the shiniest head in the business, Kevin Brown. Thank you. Uh, you can get all of my contact Speak info at buffdaddy.com. Dun, 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 Riveting dun. information. Buffdaddy.com. You know where to find him. You know where to see him. You know what he does. Backing plates and all. Uh, as always, thanks for uh, listening. If you have any questions, you know where to find me, AmmoNYC.com, Larry at AmmoNYC.com. Download the podcast, and uh, a huge thank you to uh, the Magnifold booth for uh, putting us up and hosting us. And, uh, of course, Chris Hayes, uh, the, the main man here who's uh, doing the editing and, and helping us out and posting it up. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.